Welcome to We're Talking Bears, where uncle, nephew, and son give you a breakdown of the latest Bears experience. I'm uncle. I'm nephew. I'm son. And we're, we're talking, talking bears. bears. Man, that was um, that painful. That was tough. That was tough. Um, man, I'm not gonna lie. I thought we would have came out of this week against a, a battered and depleted New York Giants team. Um, I expected us to be three and one. I don't have much positive to say this week. It didn't. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. I felt like it was. Uh, if I had to blame the place for this week, it's the it's the O line and the D line. I saw bad line play, and we got to figure it out, man. Because these are games that I mean, this year. Uh, again, like I said, not much is expected of us, what they expect us to do with our with our record and teams that we're beating. But as far as us being fans and us and us knowing what our what our guys can do, these these are the games we want to win. These are games we can win. Um, we weren't outmatched by them. We just kind of shot ourselves in the foot, I feel like. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to debate a little bit on that. I'm going to say we were outmatched because um, they annihilated us. I mean, they're offensive line was on several of those runs eight nine ten yards down the field that's not supposed to happen that that is uh, our our defensive line you know again like in green bay you know we got ends shooting through uh you know the rule you got to stop the run before you rush rush the pass i mean that's in general the rule but we got ends shooting through on rushes and, you know, which means behind them goes a, a guard and a tackle, you know, and they're now downfield on, on linebackers and cornerbacks hitting them uh, seven, eight yards down the field, and Barkley's running them up, you know. Um, they racked up 260 yards on us, which is almost as bad as what we did. We, we had an epic game against uh, um, uh, the Texans. And there you go. You get this epic game against us from a run standpoint. And this is the second time we've allowed that, you know, with Green Bay. They, the same thing happened. Aaron Jones and, and the guys were running all over us. Sarah Quan Barkley's running all over us. Um, no, man, we're getting out. We're getting we're getting out matched, man. We the the guys up front, they're not getting the job done. At all. At all. I can't argue. I mean, I can't argue that. I can't argue that. Because what, what you think? What did you see this week? Man, I saw I saw ugly, man. I'll, I'll say it this way. If you'd have told me before the season that at the end of September, we'd be two and two, I'd be like, I'll take it. You know, um, I don't have super high expectations in terms of win totals for this team. Um, but we do have probably the easiest schedule in the league on paper. Um, so I want to see us, uh, take those tough games and make good decisions. I don't, I don't care if we execute properly so much as I care that we're making the right calls. I care that we're making the right play calls in the right scenarios. Uh, and I want to see that the personnel that we have on the field are the building blocks, at least in some part for a successful future. This week, I didn't see that. This week, I had really strong concerns for the overall direction that we've chosen, um, at least in the short term. 
Uh, and I know it's only four games in. I know it's, you know, new players, new offense, new coaches, all that. You know, and sometimes things just go bad. That's how football is. But I didn't see the choices that our coaches made. I don't see uh, Eberflus making the right calls in close games at the ends of halves. Um, he, he, he wasted a bunch of timeouts uh, when we had a chance to drive down the field one game. Then this game, you know, we're coming at the end of the – uh, end of the game down by eight and he chooses to punt uh, that's not winning football that's not a winning football decision and as the coach you should be practicing making winning football decisions even if this isn't a year that we're supposed to win um, and, and he didn't put our guys in position to win Lou Getze didn't put our guys in position to win um, and that's what that's what concerns me the most out of this this uh, most recent week of football from the Bears I mean, yeah, it was a bad week, bad week, man. I don't have a lot of good to say, like I said. Uh, I know um, your, your boy, Mustafer, man, he's thinking it up, man. He can't block anything. He, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't be upset if he wasn't on the field much. We need somebody to get in there. Um, I don't know, man. We just need a, we need a lot of work. And I agree with you that some of the calls uh, – by, by, the, by coaching could have been better, but I'm but I'm not gonna lie, I'll, I'll debate you on on that. Um, we punted the ball and and went had them go three and out. We got them to give it back to us with what I felt like was substantial time to to have an opportunity. And our boy muffed it, muffed the kick. He muffed the kick. So I don't know if I'll just say that that's. I mean, I don't think that that was the worst decision to punt it because we weren't moving it. And maybe trying to play field position a little bit seemed like it, it would be to our advantage um, because we did have a lot of success getting getting field goals up. So um, I don't know. I just felt like uh, maybe that wasn't the worst call, but the, the muff kick, man, it was it was just disappointing. Did nothing went our way. Um, their quarterback ran for two touchdowns on us. We kept getting faked out, and guys, and it seemed like they just wouldn't make the adjustments. Um, so I don't know. I I gotta agree with you in a lot of ways. But I don't know what to expect from here. What do we do? I mean, as far as the as far as going forward, that's tough. We kind of made our decisions in the offseason and now we kind of got to live with them. You say we want to replace Sam Muster. Okay, well now Cody Whitehair is hurt. Lucas Patrick has to play left guard. We saw how that was going. Um not well. Um and and we don't have anybody to sub in. Who are we going to put in there? Dieter Eisenland? Doug Kramer, the rookie that we drafted, is on injury reserve, uh, and we have nobody else at center. Uh, we could try to pick somebody else off the street, try to lure somebody out of retirement. That's that's the options we got, you know. Um, we're we're <laughs> up the creek without a paddle, you know, when it comes to offensive line play. And um, as far as the decision making, like I, I agree, like punting in that situation, the worst decision he could have made. I agree with that, but. It's not winning football when you're down by eight. You have one timeout left with two minutes to go. A lot of stuff has to go right for you to get the ball back. Right. You get one first down is game over, and you're down by eight. So you need two scores in most football games. A, a two-point conversion only gets you to uh, to overtime. Right. And, well, and that's hard to get when we can't get in the red zone once uh, when we got four downs to do it. Or we can't get an end zone when we're in the red zone already. So I don't like the decision to give the ball away. 
I don't like the well, look, let me yes. let me holler at that. Let me holler at that. All right. So two things. One, and I'm not hey, Mustafer, Mustafer screwed up royally. I'm, I'm gonna say that there were plays that you can look at where he is blocking no one, no one, uh, someone uh, um, next to him. Uh, um, there's a double team already on somebody, and you got blitzers going right, right past him, and he puts his hands on nobody. And then um, I, I, I think it was Tristan Ebner went to block a, one of the two blitzing linebackers in the play. I'm thinking about it, and you can't call that a block. I mean, look, I understand you're giving up a lot of size and weight to this guy, but put your shoulder in his gut. Okay, make him at least feel the fact that he ran into a man, right? Dude's bigger than you, fantastic. Get low, put your shoulder in his gut. Hey, boom. Make him feel. Make him feel it. Hey, if he falls over you, he's out of the way. You know, Fields has an opportunity. But he just, he ran by him like it was a basketball pick. I mean, come on, man. So, uh, but and, but that was on Mustafer. He should have taken that. There was a there was enough men to cover that. There was Mustafer should have taken one of the linebackers, and uh, uh, Ebner should have slowed down the other, either giving Fields time to get rid of the ball or get out of the pocket. Right. You know they sent a blitz. We got to be able to handle blitz package. But w- without that said, uh, um, you know, and and I've been defending Mustafer because he's had a lot of positive positive games where yeah i mean you he's been in time out now we've been running the ball we are the number three rushing team in the nfl and honestly we should be number one but we didn't run the doggone ball this weekend we our number one offensive weapon khalil herbert uh act just we just decided nah, he doesn't need any more yards i mean he was our number one offensive weapon and we just decided nope uh, I'm going to give him the ball less than 20 times. Who else is going to get the job then on that offense? Who else? Who's who's yeah. going to get all the yards? Okay? I feel like we missed Demo. We missed Demo. Oh, we sure. missed Demo. We, we missed Demo. Demo. But, but Herbert was averaging four yards a carry. You give him the ball 25 times, you got 100 yards. You at least have a conversation for winning. The flip yeah. side of that is, and I think this is worse, we're the number three offensive team uh, as far as running the ball. But guess where our opponents are? So we have 709 yards worth of rushing, which is number three team-wide. Our opponents have 733 against us. So if our all of our opponents were one team, they would be the number two rushing team. Well, they'd be, they'd be ahead of us as the number three, right behind the Giants and the Browns. So literally, we give up yards as if we're facing the absolute best in the NFL running the ball every week. And that's just not acceptable. That is, that is a failure of the front seven. That, that's, you, you cannot give up the run like that and win. And, mm. I mean, that, that's our number one reason we're losing. You can't. You just, you just that that's not winning football. You want to talk about we, not winning football? If you lose the war in the trenches, you're in trouble. And then let me holler at one other point, and I'll let y'all grab it. Um, I, in rewatching that game, the number of times 
on a critical third and short where, um, where Fields is in what I would consider minimum protection because the only extra person blocking for him is Tristan Ebner or Khalil Herbert. Neither of them are great, but Herbert's better than Ebner. But neither of them are really good at pass blocking. Here he is, five offensive linemen and a running back in the shotgun, almost a pistol because it's not even a really deep shotgun. And, and we can't pick up three yards. And half the time we're running it out of that formation. Didn't we learn in the Packers game that that was stupid? We learned in the Packers game it was stupid. It didn't work. Not in those situations. I'm not saying never do it. But when they're expecting you to run on third and two or third and three, and they know you're a running team, and they know you're one of the best running teams in the league, I'm not going to let you run for three yards. I'm not. So now you're going to stand up and show me that you're running? And and you and and you expect that this is going to work? You got five guys against seven. Those seven guys are coming to stop your boy. And, you know, it's impressive, honestly, from a run blocking standpoint, that, that our five or with the with the tight end six guys can hold those seven guys as a wall, but you're not going anywhere. You're you're short a man against their front seven, and you're not going anywhere. And don't let them bring a safety down in the box. You're not getting out. And that's that that was in general so many plays. You know, or they blitz everybody and, and Fields can't even get the ball off or he got, you know, his arm gets whacked and it's a fumble. It's just, like you said, it's bad, bad, bad play calling. This is some of the same crap we pulled in Green Bay to lose and we just tried to recycle it. I think, you know, maybe it work. It may work for other teams that are throwing for 300 yards because there's a threat. But we don't have that threat. We're a running team. You better line up. If it's third and two and they got to stop, you better doggone well get blasting game out there, doggone well get an extra uh, a blocker out there, probably uh, um, while he was still healthy, while we still had everybody. You, 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 you could have brought um, – I forgot his name. You know the rookie. I mean, last year's rookie. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Fill me in. Help me. Last year's two rookie, Borum and Jenkins. Oh, yeah. Jenkins. You, you, you get Jenkins on the field. That's the other thing. I'll I, holler at that, and then I'm going to come back. Yeah, so, I mean, to address that, I think that's that's a layered question. Obviously, the play calling is leaving something to be desired. But I did a pretty deep dive looking at our offensive line's actual play. Like, I watched every lineman for every pass block snap and a whole lot of run block snaps for several of the games, our, our two worst games, which is Green Bay and uh, Houston in terms of offense. So what I found was troubling, to say the least. Like Sam Mustafer, as we know, is the biggest liability. But on the other side, Lucas Patrick, was he was right up there with him. Unfortunately, he was getting thrown around, ended up on his butt a lot. Uh, he he held up a little bit better um, in 1v1 protection. He was better able to, like, anchor against bull rushers. But, I mean, dudes are, dudes are swim moving, Luke, um, Sam Mustafer. 
and just throwing him aside, dude. Like he's like he's a sack of freaking laundry detergent, man. Like they don't even care that this dude is in the way. Uh, and that's a huge problem. So he graded out really horribly. Uh, I think he had more bad reps than he had good ones in pass pro. You're to, you're talking about um, an interior line that's just crumbling. Our tackles actually aren't doing that poorly. Um, but what I noticed is between last year's games when Fields played okay and this year's games where he's playing terribly, Fields is largely making very similar choices. He's got better footwork. His eyes are more disciplined. But what's happening is last year's O-line wasn't being pushed backwards into his face at the same rate. And last year's O-line was not great. But every, I would say every four dropbacks last year, he would have somebody in his face. This year is literally almost every dropback. I think I charted something like, uh, for the Green Bay game, it was something like 16 dropbacks and he had pressure on 11 of them, like in his face, like forcing his eyes down to the rush to avoid. So when you have that kind of pressure in your face, you can't just line up and say, okay, I'm just going to run it down your throat because all that means is, oh, okay, look, well, it's free blitz. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're lined up in a run formation, like send everybody. So to, to try to trick the defense into at least pretending it's a pass play and spreading out and getting those linebackers out of the box for a short run, you kind of have to line up and run it out of shotgun every once in a while, just to keep them honest. Right. You so, know what? I think I, I agree with that. And wait, wait, let me, let me holler at that for one second. Just one second. But we're doing it when the game's on the line or when we're about to score BS. Agree. Agree. that. Do what you do best. Don't don't pull that don't pull that trick when you are willing to punt. Don't pull that trick when you're deciding between a touchdown and a field goal. Now, now this calls into this calls into question something. It calls into question Ryan Poles' plan. And what that says to me is the Bears are failing Justin Fields at just about every level right now. And you can set up a, a, a whole team any way you want to. But if your quarterback is injured, if your quarterback has bad habits get ingrained into his skull, like bringing his eyes down to the rush and not keeping his eyes downfield, like those type of things can derail their entire career. You look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones came out of college real, real, you know, promising as a, as a, as a top, you know, top selection, high first round pick, uh, you know, a lot of expectation in uh, uh, New York, right across the way from us, right across the field from us last week. And now he's about to be a journeyman. He about to be released. He's about to get replaced and they're going to be on to the next. They couldn't protect him. They couldn't put a run game behind them, which we thankfully have. They couldn't put receivers around him. And now look at him. He's not, he, nobody's looking at him as a potential starter anymore, even though he was once a highly touted prospect. Are we going to see the same thing with Justin Fields? Are we going to leave him out to dry like we've been doing and just say, oh, okay, well, you know, if he can succeed with no help at any level, uh, you know, then cool, that's the guy. Rather than at least keeping the man upright, but this is one of the worst pass blocking O-lines I've ever seen in my life, dude. 
This is not that's professional facts. offense. That's facts. And, and you know what? And I think that's the part that's hard for me to understand. Like, these guys, they might not be the best, but out of all the teams in the league, even if you're the worst, you're professional players that I expect at least some of the time can make a good play when you're matchup. And it's like, no, nah, these guys are children out there. It looks like playing against these guys. And it's just unfortunate. I wanted to point out, man, I was I was watching and I was like, um, you know, I want to see Justin Fields be able to pass the ball. If he got to run all the time, we never get to see him drop back. And when he does, there's never any protection. We never really get to see him do his thing. I seen him drop back in this game. I forget what I forget what play it was. We don't, it doesn't happen often that he even gets to pass off, but he dropped back and um I noticed they had the camera, the camera angle was behind him. So it's like you can see down the field. You get what I'm saying? None of our receivers, well, by the time the pressure went in his face, none of our receivers had made it to the top of their routes. None of them were looking in his direction. He had nowhere to go with the ball. And I can only imagine if it's like that on every play, run the damn ball because there's nothing else we can do. I mean, and I understand what Unc is saying to an effect because like, who are you fooling when we know your guys aren't even looking at the quarterback? And then also, I feel like Justin Fields needs to also, I feel like sometimes his head might not be in the game. Maybe it's moving quickly because they called um, the two-minute warning came, I think, in the second quarter. And he looked like he was even unaware that the two-minute warning was about to happen. Like he was at the line, looked like he was going to snap the ball. He didn't like he even knew the two-minute warning was going on. And it's just like, you got to have your head in the game. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta know what's going on. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with, with, with that, but that's just what I, what I observed. Um, and not being able to get guys open to even get the ball off before you have pressure in your face. I don't know. I understand ruining quarterbacks, and I, I, I feel you, because I don't know what he's supposed to be able to do if he actually doesn't even have receivers available to him. You know what I'm saying? Not that they're not talented enough, but that they're literally not even well, looking at him to give them the ball. I would say, I would say, from a talent perspective, man, we leave a lot to be desired too, man. Like EQ oh, we has definitely do. been our most consistent receiver across all the games, and I see stuff from EQ constantly that I'm like, dude, what are you doing out there? Either his sloppy route running or just inconsistent attacking the ball, like that pick against Green Bay when uh when Jerry Alexander jumped that route, EQ was fading back away during a scramble drill. You come to the quarterback. You go right. get the ball. You don't you don't wait for the ball to come to you and you sure don't fall away from it. You're six five. You should be a shield in that ball with your body. I right. saw Colt Komet dropping passes. I see, you know, people failing to separate Mooney from from watching the film. Mooney is consistently separating. I'll give him that. But the problem with that is he's rarely he's rarely on routes that are short enough that Fields can get the ball to him before the pressure's in his face. I see Mooney open a lot yeah. as Fields has to pull his eyes down and start to run. That's right. when Mooney breaks open. And right. it's like, yeah, cool. If he was running a, a, a six-yard route instead of a 17-yard route, that right. might be better. <laughs> you know what I mean? But And, man, and that's, I mean, that's part of – let me jump in with that. That's part of play calling. I mean, look, you got to understand where you are. You didn't go out and, and – matter of fact, the offensive line may be worse. Let's call it worse. So it's your offensive worse. line is worse than last year. Maybe I'll give them. They're probably a little better at run blocking, but they're even worse at pass blocking. Um, I'm, I'm going to argue with you about our left tackle. Our right tackle, Borum, I think is is doing better than any of the other guys. That's my personal thing. But our left tackle, he's getting burnt a ton. He's a rookie. I'll give him his learning curve. But he's, he's getting murdered out there. 
So now you, 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 when you sit back and you talk about, um, you know, the, the, this line is, is terrible. So if you're going to get Mooney involved, okay, yeah, send him. I, I agree. Let, like, I, I agree with the fact that they stretched the field a few times with him. That was important. Figure out a way. You know you're going to have to add some extra protection in there. You can't sit back there in a shotgun with five, with, with your five base linemen and protect field. You know you can't. So you're going to need blasting game and a tight end to allow Mooney to get to the top of his route. Okay. So just d- 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 let's face reality. Okay. Yeah. Let's not, we can't pretend that what's happening isn't happening because that's what I feel like is going on. We're pretending that what's happening isn't happening and we're trying, well, we should be able to know you can't, you don't have <laughs> personnel. Right. And then even, you know, I, I don't know how it, I, you know, honestly, you know, Lucas Patrick moving him over to left guard, that was that was horrible. I mean, you know what? If, if Whitehair goes out, you got to put Jenkins in there. At least he, he he's not, he's not great at right guard, but whoa, how bad did it get? Right. You know what I mean? At, at least let Jenkins get a try at at, at right guard. You know, I think that first he, play, Dexter I mean, left guard destroyed. Yeah, him. yeah. Let Jenkins up. get a try at left guard. He used to play left tackle. He should be able to understand the footwork. I know he's doing it on the fly, but, you know, if, if the right side of the line says not the worst in the world, then maybe that helps. But now you're it's just too much. It's I got too many moving parts. I got a, I got none a of question the parts for you. Are and, I got a honestly, I'm going to jump on polls for two seconds. Look, that first deal for the Buffalo Bills offensive, was he a tackle or a guard? The Bills deal that fell apart where they kept – Oh, Ryan Bates, yeah, right guard. Yeah. That, you know, look, that was a clean, simple deal. You had to bid enough that they weren't willing to ruin their – they were already near the top of their salary cap. If He's a legitimate offensive lineman that played in a legitimate line that played during the playoffs, during a playoff run. You go ahead and you make it too expensive for the Bills to keep him. And honestly, you bring him in, he probably would have been our best offensive lineman. And we're not having these type of conversations because all of a sudden he's better than everybody else. And and you elevate that line some. You still bring in – I mean, I still think Lucas Patrick is a help, but that's the problem. He's – right now, Luke – it's either Lucas or Whitehair that's our best offensive line. And then maybe it's white, it was white hair. hair. It was white hair by far. Yeah, it was white hair. And, by you far. know, but but if you bring in somebody better than white hair, now you've, you've elevated the group. And, you know, it, it's just, you, you there's just, you know, and then it, it's just, you got to balance what you're doing with what you're capable of doing. And, and you know, it, it's like asking, it's like asking Tristan Ebner to be Walter Payton. You know, okay, you know what? It's third and nine. They know you're coming. Go get the first down. Walter could do that. <laughs> I mean, literally, the entire Bear Stadium knew Walter's coming on third and nine. And third and nine, you're handing it off because that's actually the best play you have, right? <laughs> and, and Walter comes up with a first. You do that with Tristan Ebner. <laughs> the defense is going to be laughing and licking his chops. Like, you're kidding. You're sending him. 
with Peyton, they're terrified because, I mean, y'all got to watch some of the old Peyton film if you haven't. Peyton carried the ball out here like a bread, like a loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. Every time, no one could get it out of his hand. And if you were dumb enough to go after the ball, he's going right past you because you're not going to get the ball. You put both arms on it. He's in just <laughs> his hands were that strong. It is just literally. They said uh, Dent said that that when he was a rookie, Peyton uh, was on the airplane sitting next to him, and Dent, he Peyton took a, a deck of cards and just ripped it like that, like it was nothing, like butter. And Dent thought the stewardess had brought him a fake deck of cards. So Dent said, "Bring me the deck of cards first. And he he said, "All right, do this one." Peyton goes, "Rip." It's way bigger than Peyton, but it's like, holy moly, what just happened, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that hand strength that Peyton had, part of why he was so great. You couldn't get a ball out of his hand. You know, you can't ask somebody to be Walter Peyton. So we can't look at these receivers in Justin Fields and ask them with no protection to run these long routes. Yeah. It, it, right. You know, and, and yeah, let's get Mooney involved. I, I'm glad we got Mooney involved more, but you know, on the flip side, if we had given Khalil Herbert 25 to 30 rushes, maybe getting Mooney involved more would have made a difference. Justin Fields had a, a 179, which is pretty good in the air for him, for the numbers and the way they asked him to operate. You know, it, it, if, the, if the running game picked up 200, because we're already 150, if the running game picks up another 50 yards, this is a different game. Let's I mean, five more first down. On, on that note, though, we ran the ball 32 times. Like, it's not like we were not committed to the run. Like, yeah, Ebner took some carries. Ebner. Took some not, carries. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but Ebner on critical downs when we're trying to score, when we need a touchdown, no. <laughs> I mean, it's, look, man, I agree. The decision-making from the coaching staff, it leaves a lot to be desired. It leaves a whole lot to be desired, man. And it, it begs oh. the question, like, do we know what we're doing with this ship? Because Poles went into the season like, oh, it's not a rebuild. It's not a rebuild. And then he didn't rebuild the offense at all. He shored up the defense very slightly. Kyler Gordon looks like a train wreck at cornerback, unfortunately. I don't know if that's on him or if the coaches are asking him to do too much as a rookie, but it's not working. Uh we have no interior defensive line whatsoever. Our edge rushers are hardly getting to the quarterback. Uh, our secondary looks great on the flip side, other than other than Gordon. Eddie Jackson's back to his old self. Jaquan Brisker's playing like a menace. And Jalen Johnson's doing what he does. But is that worth throwing fields down the river? What uh, we got out of that draft, what we got out of those two high picks, is that worth what we've done? selling out our quarterback, essentially. Well, I, I don't know that we're selling him out. I think we're selling out our season. We're selling out the season. I mean, I, the I, coaches I'm, I'm know still, that? Look, look, I'm still of the attitude that Justin Fields is a professional and he's going to have to make adjustments as the team improves. And I think we are going to improve. I, I agree with you. You know, you there was we were cheap on the offensive line, not Frugal, cheap. We were cheap everywhere. Right. Well, no, I'm not going to say everywhere. I'm going to say we were cheap because our secondary is nice. Save the fact that I don't, you know, save the fact that, that you know, Gordon, we're asking him to do too much. 
But I'm not even mad at that when the rest of the secondary is so solid where we're asking him to do too much. So he's got to learn into it. So if at the end of this year, he's not significantly better than it was a bad decision. If he is, then it's great. I don't, we can, we can afford that on the secondary. The defensive line, you know what? Honestly, I'm a Kyra, I'm, I'm a Kyrus Tonga dude. Look, I know he's not a, I know he's not a, he's not a pass rusher, but that dude clogs up the middle. Our run defense is better season. with him taking up a double team. In and, a different scheme, he did, yes. But I, don't know I know how he would play in this one. I don't know how he played, but they, they had him on the 53 man before they changed their mind that they, on the you know, after the preseason was over and after the 53 man was out, then they dumped him and grabbed the guy from Minnesota. That wasn't a good, that wasn't an improvement. No. I'm gonna tell you right now, that did that didn't that didn't wash, right? That's he's not bad, and this is a veteran. So if you grab a multi-year veteran and he makes your defense worse, you got to let him go and bring the other guy back. I'm sorry. That's that's a bad decision. See, well, I want to give a shout out to our overnight kicker. He did his thing. Yeah, true. Hey, um, I was a little disappointed we couldn't get uh, uh, at least at least get him a second half that looked like the first half. Um because, I mean, he was making them. And granted, I wanted to get in the end zone. I feel like we needed a score. We needed the offense to score. But, man, I would have just, looking back at it, I would have wished we could have just at least kept getting in the field goal range and kept letting him knock him down. Well, I forget, what, what was that guy's name? He replacing <laughs> I have no idea. Bagley or whatever. Right, right. Bagley. He's replacing Santos because they said Santos had some personal uh, issues going on. Um, so I hope him and his family are all right. But, man, that kid stepped up. That was I was going to say that was the highlight of the game for me. I had to I had to – I have something positive to say, and, and that's it, the kicker. Hey, let me let me throw these numbers out at you, too. We have, on the year, 471 passing yards on 34 completions. I don't care what you're doing. That, that You got to throw it more, and I think we've got to throw it earlier and faster. Somebody's got to be a decoy running deep, and you got to hit these guys short. You know, and, and and yeah, every once in a while, you just got to throw it up and put some air under it and let your boy Mooney run under it like we did. Yeah. You know, it you, worked. You, it worked. <laughs> it worked. He ran under it and caught it. And that'll make Mooney look good, too. I told you, know, you I told you the other week, you know, we he threw the one up to uh, to Mooney. That was like the only deep shot we've really thrown to Mooney all hey. year. And you were like, oh, he didn't hit it. I was like, well, throw up a second one. He ain't going to miss it twice. Yeah, yeah. Right. He didn't. Throw up, throw up to a game like that. Just throw deep. You don't have to wait to the end of the route. Throw. Watch the safety. You, those safeties are coming up because we're running like crazy. Run like crazy. And throw that up a couple times a, a, a game to Mooney. Three times minimum. Once um, that said four, he said you got to have – take four shots but that brings up that brings up another point is is the play calling after you hit a shot like that right even threatening a shot like that backs the defense up but after you hit one those cornerbacks are not driving down on stop routes hitches short routes take advantage of the underneath once you do that take advantage of the threaten the go and then stop for a seven-yard hitch on first down. Exactly. There's not going to be nobody around him, I promise. He might get two or three extra. He might get the first. Yeah, you know, exactly. you got exactly. to build off of the success and, and use that success 
to set up the defense for more failure. And we're not seeing Gessie do that. At least in the passing game, we're not in the run game. Yeah, we are, but in the yeah, I'd game, say in the run game, fire. in the run game, he's doing it. In the pass game, not even slightly. In the pass game, which he's here to improve our pass game. I think the, the run game's fine. We're third in the league in running. And honestly, you know, we're looking going, man, if you ran a little more, we'd be three and one, <laughs> you know, uh, um, on purpose run, not this fake run. But, you know, but the pass game is, is, is terrible. And it, it, it's every, it's every part of it. And, and no offense to fields, but some of it is fields. Some of it is fields. He's, he's, he, he's, he's slow on some of these reads because they're not always covered. He's slow on some of these reads. But take, but take, take it this away. way. But take it this way before you start putting stuff on fields. And this is why you say you can't evaluate a quarterback who has this much stuff going against him. Okay? So he's got to, A, make sure that everybody's lined up, get all the play calls in, da da da, da normal responsibility. But then that's where his normal responsibility is in, and he has to start being Superman because then the offensive line is not blocking well. So I counted – in two games that I watched really closely every pass snap, he turned almost, I think it was five sure sacks into positive plays. Yeah, yeah. Your completion I mean, run game. Or runs. Both. Either just getting out of a sack and making play on the run when you extend. Like, sacks that there are very few people in the league that can get out of. We're talking sure sacks. So he's making the offensive line better by avoiding sacks that nobody else can avoid. Then – He's got to go find a receiver who's open or throw a receiver open who and our receivers aren't getting open like they should. No. Other than other than, you know, a couple of sporadic scenarios. So then he's got to make his receivers better. After he's made the offensive line better. So unless you're helping him, give him a guy who's going to make him look good for once. Give him a guy that's going to be like, ah, feels probably could have put a better ball on him, but he made the play. You know, he's helping his quarterback out. That's what a good receiver does. That's what a good player does in an offense. We don't have good players surrounding fields at any level, save our running backs. And our running backs are getting help from him anyway because of all the QB spies and the backside contain that they have to run to keep fields from bootlegging and sprinting off into the distance. So he's helping every single player on offense be better and succeed more than they would have had he been, did we replace him with somebody else? You know, put Cooper Rush in there, and he's not going to be three and zero. Well, I, I mean, I'd say, well, you, you know what? Some some of these guys they're actually better at managing, you know, and making the fast, fast decisions. Here, he's got to basically throw the ball when it gets hyped to him. But, okay? but to who? Right, right. But that that's the issue. But. Here's what I would say moving forward. Moving forward, we need to take two shots to Vellis Jones in the first two quarters. I mean, he's the fastest guy on the field. The one that dropped the punt? Yeah, the guy that dropped the punt. But here's the key. Again, if he catches the ball, it's a touchdown. And if he doesn't catch the ball and it hits his hands, the defense at least knows, I got to watch this guy. I feel like it opens up Mooney for some underneath routes. Yeah. You get the ball more and commit. You've got to do it. I don't care whether he hasn't practiced with the team. I don't care about all that. Just run a nine route. Goodbye. Fly. Go. Fast as you can. 
throw the ball as far as you can. If he gets under it, great. If he doesn't, I don't care. I just want the whole defense to run the wrong direction away from the line, right? Because the next time I do it, it could be a pump fake. I could pump fake and draw it to Herbert. I, I, I got y'all going backwards. Bye, you know, or just pull it down. Field, he takes off. Field, Field's got to learn to pump fake and then run. Well, why don't we make you the offensive coordinator? <laughs> Real. But no, I was saying that in the game, too. Fields needs to use that pump fake a little bit and get out of there, man, because uh, that's all he's got. And most of the time, it's like, man, he's scrambling anyway, running for his life. Yep. Yep. And you can't you can't you can't exist like that as a quarterback, man. When I watch the rest of these games off this off these slate of games on Sunday, man, Jalen Hurts not running for his life like that. Freaking Patrick Mahomes, most plays ain't running for his life like that. Tom Brady, not uh, Josh Allen, not no, none of these quarterbacks have guys in there for like I'm timing this out. Like Fields will snap the ball, and one second later, there's a dude pushing his offensive lineman into his face, and he's got to move his feet. Now he's off that's step, muscle. now he's that's off muscle. rhythm, his timing is off, he can't hit the route when it breaks because now he's got to turn his head and make sure that he's not getting tripped up on these dudes' feet as we saw happen with Braxton Jones when he got pushed into his chest. So, uh, like... Let me... I'm not I'm not defending your, your... I'm not defending it, but I have to say Burrow had no offensive line last year, and in year three of his career, uh, um, Mahomes had no offensive line. He, he went... Both of them went to the Super Bowl without being able to be protected and got beat up. I mean, you think about Mahomes in the Super Bowl perpendicular to the ground, throwing the ball into the end zone, almost being bounced off the turf. Like literally he released it inches off with his shoulder, inches off the turf, gets the ball all the way to the end zone for a touchdown. Let's not, let's not say it doesn't happen. Let's just say you have to be the best in the league to pull it off. And no offense to our boy, but right now he's not there yet. He's not, he's not there where while he's falling down, hitting the ground because he's already being hit. He can throw it 30 yards into end zone on target for a touch. So, so I, so right. I just looked Which at is ridiculous. Boy, since it's it's a Joe ridiculous Burrow, thing. Who made it to the Super Bowl with a bad O-line. First of all, he had Jamar Chase where he could just throw the ball in his general direction and Chase would come down with it. And it didn't matter if he was open or not. That's something the fields does not have. He doesn't have. Burrow was under pressure on 30.8% of his dropbacks uh on his during his super bowl year that's the number that i found and with a quick google search fields has been under pressure for more than 50 percent of his dropbacks through the first four games more than 50 and we're not talking like we're not talking like a dude like slowly backing into him at the end of the route right at the end of the at the end of his drop we're talking no, he's under massive that we're talking sam mustafer getting thrown to the side and laying on his side at the same time as Lucas Patrick is falling backwards with his arms flailing into his chest. That's the kind of pressure that we're talking about feels. It's not equivalent, dude. This is the worst offensive line I have ever seen. Ever. Uh, Okay. These guys get paid. I am not. They get paid to be this bad. They have, and, and I, and I understand a little bit of Getsy's play calling with that in respect, because if I couldn't pass block for one and a half seconds, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be throwing it 40 times a game either. 
No, right. you can't. You can't. You ask him that you're 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 not even gonna move the ball. But at the same time, and at the last time I argued this, knowing that, what the heck are you doing in the red zone? Not lining up in a running set and running it and finishing it. What you what you learned. Games one through three, run the dang on ball in the red zone. Just forget it. I mean, you, we had touchdowns where we didn't pass once in the red zone. We were just like, hey, we're in the red zone. That's it. We're lining up full back. We're going. Stop us. Well, and, and most teams can't. <laughs> and, and so if that's what it takes. You know, All we do is put up one touchdown with those three field goals, and it's a totally different game. Let's not – 20 to 12 isn't a bad loss. But, boy, that was a bad loss. It was what it happened was. in the game. Is it it's the, Like, it looks like Poles has one vision for the team. Eberflus has another vision for the team. Getsy has a third vision for the team. And none of the three of those have Can anything the team to do with Justin Fields succeeding. And he's clearly the best player on our team, at least on the uh, offensive well, side of the oh, ball. No, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna say Demo is the best offensive player. Demo, as much as I bad. love Demo, Demo got to be on the field to be the best player. Right. right. Best ability right. is availability. <laughs> no, That's I real. can't. I can't argue that. Then well, taking that into factor, I, I'll give that to you. Well, I'm uncle, and I'm nephew. I'm son, and we're, we're talking, talking bears. bears.